This episode of The Sleeper and the Bus is brought to you by Out of the Park Baseball 19, the best baseball strategy game ever made. Available now on PC, Mac, and Linux platforms. It's officially licensed by MLB and the MLBPA, allowing you to take any team from any era, from any level, and run it the way you want with unprecedented depth, control, and authenticity. New features for this year include dramatic 3D ballpark and player improvements, an all-new tournament mode, allowing for infinite combinations, all new scouting systems, significant AI adjustments based on the latest trends, and so much more. Even better, if you order now through the Sleeper in the Bus podcast, you'll receive a special 10% discount off the retail price of $39.99 by going to OOTP Developments and clicking on the order banner. Just enter the code SLEEPER19 at checkout. Once again, just go to OOTPDevelopments.com, click on the order banner, then enter the code SLEEPER19 at checkout for a special discount that helps support the Sleeper and the Bust. Thanks. Welcome to episode 604 of The Sleeper in the Bus. It is Sunday, September, September 23rd. It's another fireside chat, and I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined by Nick Pollock. Nick, how's it going? What is happening? Yeah, we've got one week left. This Last is it. Last one of the regular season. And then there's no playoffs, nothing. We just turn off the TV in October. We don't come back until <laughs> March 1st. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we've got so much stuff going on at both sites, both rotographs and pitcher lists. It's going to be very exciting. So hopefully you guys have stayed dialed in on fo- on baseball. I know a lot of you guys do football as well, and that's fine. Um, but uh, keep your keep your foot dipped into baseball because uh, we're going to have plenty, and I'm excited about it. In fact, you and I were just talking about some of the stuff that you're going to be doing over at the pitcher list. That's going to be really, really exciting, including some upcoming mocks, but I don't want to spoil anything, so we'll save that uh, until a little bit later. And I will preview this, though. The week of October 8th, both of our our first run 2019 ranks will be out mine will probably be out the week before yours will be out on october 8th so during that week we will have a a fireside chat where we discuss the ranks and kind of talk about some of the biggest separations and see where we're at with those guys because we do agree on a lot like we have some guys that we are lockstep on and i think that's what makes it so fun that we can vary so wildly on some other guys because you know if you just philosophically philosophically disagree with somebody on pitching yeah, that can still be a good cast to kind of say, hey, here's our disagreements. But I think it's more interesting because we have such major agreements on so many guys that when we do veer off, it's like, whoa, let's right. see what's going right. on and with that's that. When it gets they're real, nowhere near each other. gets real fiery. It's a fiery yeah. side <laughs> chat at that point. By the way, I will mention – uh, fiery side chats and fireside chats are going to be during the week in the offseason because, listen, um, I'm not saying this to like overly hype ourselves or, or say like, oh, you know, our jobs are so hard or whatever. But we all we, we both work on the weekends and it, during the season and it's not really work to us. We love baseball. We love doing it. But in the offseason, uh, put the weekends on the back burner. You're not going to be seeing stuff on the weekends from either of us uh, because that's the time to kind of breathe a little bit. And so we are going to move the fireside into a week, a weekday sort of thing. So hopefully you guys are cool with that. Um, and it won't really change much. I mean, it'll just change the schedule up a little bit. But you will still be getting them weekly, um, you know, pretty much without incident. There might be a holiday one, a holiday week here and there that gets skipped or whatever. But for the most part, we're banging it out every week. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. So, I'm really enjoying it. We're not going dark. We're just going to do it through the off season. It's nope. going to be great. Uh, 
since we are going into the final week of the season, we figure, you know, let's give them one last dose of trying to help them win their titles. You're zeroing in on some titles. Your boy isn't. I'm, I'm zeroing in on trying to keep a few money spots here, some thirds and fourths, because it just wasn't my season this year. But uh, there's plenty of folks who have been listening that either cinched up some titles this week that they talked about, or they're going into that final week and they need every little bit that they can get. So we're going to talk about some gems who are going, you know, some available underrated guys who are available and could uh, are going against easier matchups that you might want to pick up or start if they're on your reserve roster. And we're going to mention some guys who you might be a little bit leery of, who you've been starting quite regularly, and maybe you want to tap the brakes because the, the the matchup is harder than you think, or it's just a difficult matchup and you might not want to risk it. So we're going to go on both sides of the of the ball here. Where do you want to start? You want to start with the gems? Let's go with the fun stuff. Yeah, let's go with the gems. Yeah, I, I think I think it is more fun to start with them. And I got a couple right off the top here. And uh, this team actually probably gave you some benefit last week if you've been scraping the waiver wire for things with a guy like. Joey Lucchesi, and one of the ones I'm going to talk about, Robbie Erlin. But Eric Lauer at San Francisco is probably one that I would favor over Erlin. Um, the lefties against San Francisco, really anybody against San Francisco. Nick, I know you haven't thrown in a while. I would start you against San Francisco. <laughs> they hey, are I've got some so good stuff. All right, I can exactly. do this. Exactly. I know, man. You, you, had me, you had me flailing in the box. So I, I know. <laughs> I'm getting you out there against these, uh, these giants. They're bad. They're really bad. And lefties in particular – really have their way uh, with with the Giants. Eric Lauer himself has been really sharp since returning on August 30th. A 142 ERA, a .89 whip, and 19 strikeouts in 19 innings. I wouldn't even need that good of numbers because uh, Erlin himself hasn't been that good anywhere near as good as Lauer of late, but I would still take a look at him. He's got a 430 ERA for the season. And again, the Giants are awful. Plus, you're in that ballpark, which does protect from some mistakes. So I'm looking at Eric Lauer, Robbie Earl, and a couple lefties going up against San Francisco next week. I would favor Lauer by a substantial bit over Erlin, but I would take a look at both, to be quite honest. How do you feel about that? Well, okay. Uh, Lauer, I, I totally understand where you're coming from, and it's not a bad suggestion. I would give a little step back to those in quality start leagues, as even during his recent hot stretch of three and runs in his last four games, not one of them is over five innings. He's he's so, a he's a five and dive kind of guy. Eric Lauer right, is. I totally right, agree. Yeah. With that. And I mean, I'm not the biggest fan overall for a full season. I totally understand for one quick spot play. Uh, but I have to, I feel like I have to mention the nickname on on pitcher list for Eric Lauer is L as an E L O L as an Eric Lauer only losses. That's uh, <laughs> terrible, but that's just what I associate with Eric Lauer. Uh, but I can see it working. It's not out of the question. Again, as you mentioned, Giants are bad against lefties. This could be a good, nice five innings for for you if you go with Lauer. Not a bad call there. Uh, the Even a perfect. One. Uh, just one thing on last last thing. Even a yeah. perfectly solid four oh seven ERA in his last ten starts for Lauer. He's gone over five innings just once. So to your point, quality start league, I would say no. But uh, anything a wins league, a standard yeah. five by five, you take your shot here. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and also you have Fran Mill Reyes who could all of a sudden just make it into a win for you. He's been so good. He's been, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm going to take a pretty easy one here. Uh, there are two guys or two different teams, I guess. One is the Houston Astros, who have the really interesting situation right now where they could be starting both Framber Valdez and Josh James this week. Mm-hmm. I would definitely monitor it to see if Josh James does get that start. I've seen reports that he has it, some that he doesn't. But if he does line up against the Jays, I believe that would actually be on Tuesday. 
I'm so for that. I mean, we both 100%. agree here. Josh James has legit talent. Uh, if you follow me on Pitchless, you know the term called Spice Girl, which is where they want to be something that you're, is memorable. Like, I can only name one of the five Spice Girls. Uh, but, Spice. but maybe, so, well, I don't know this, her name, though. <laughs> What's Emma, her actual Emma. name? Oh, well, all right, fine. Uh, <laughs> Victoria Beckham, that's all I've got. That's, uh, uh, what was she? Ginger Spice? She was posh. Posh, oh, yeah, posh that's spice. Right. That's a lot. Right. Okay, but right. But yeah, so, Josh James at. By the way, could actually get a double up too. Could get right. the the last day of the week at Baltimore, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to doing that either. Right. So that could either also be Framber Valdez. Both of those. Right. I mean, Framber might even have a two star week. It could be a six man rotation for the for the Astros. It could bench some guys. It's a really kind of a flexible situation for them, considering that they have the playoffs coming, so they might want to retool the rotation, set it up perfectly. Uh, but let's let's just throw in that Valdez gets two starts. That's the Jays and the O's. I'm all for that. I don't love him, but I think he's good enough to to succeed against the Jays. And of course, you have that Astros offense. And then, Charlie, if Jay- yeah. Sorry, I was going to say Charlie Morton uh, only got one inning last time out. It's looking like they're kind of doing a maintenance. They, they precautionary reasons as why they took him out. If they just give him another inning or two to say, hey, keep you know keep you on a five day, get you some get get the juices flowing a little bit, but nothing too crazy. Uh, that could be Framber uh, Valdez's basically um, opener. He could be his right. opener and say, now we turn it over to him for five. So don't even if he doesn't show up for Valdez, maybe he might not show up against one of, for one of these starts Friday at Baltimore could be a Morton opener for Valdez. So I do like keeping him in mind too. James is a, a must pick up for me. Though. He, I'm definitely yeah, doing yeah, if he uh, gets something. Him. And it could be him. I mean, I'm even seeing Valdez on Saturday. So then it could be Josh James that takes over for Morton. Either way, mm-hmm. what I mean by Spice Girls is that he could, he has the ceiling to be a household name. And that could be Josh James here. I think if he, I mean, total tangent is that next year, I absolutely love him for yes. dirt cheap. And but we'll we, see we've got some there. stuff coming up um, yeah, regarding some of these guys that maybe don't have guaranteed rotation spots that you want to keep an eye on. And I believe you're going to be headlining that. And you've got some big names uh, in big in, names in mind already. The biggest. And I think he's going to be uh, <laughs> he's going to be uh, near the top of that list. I like Josh James a lot. Huge strikeout upside. Thirty fourth round gem that the uh, that the Astros discovered. Their talent evaluation is just so sharp there. I got one that uh, might not feel like. And we're only talking about this guy is like. Uh, He's not some off the radar guy, but he's been struggling a bit. So he's been popping up on um, on waiver wires. That's Ross Stripling. He's had three straight 3.1 inning starts. Uh, he's only gone three and a third each of his last three. But the last two were up over 70 pitches. So they're working him back. He's been OK. Uh, honestly, against this god awful Arizona team he might only need 75 pitches to get you five six quality innings and so he could get you that quality start again it'd be a little bit more touch and go in a quality start league because he might be limited again and only get say 80 pitches but the way Arizona's been and and the way Stripling has been it for most of this year I would take a look at him uh, because the Arizona Diamondbacks 267 Woba against righties in the last 30 days that's dead last and they've been bottom 10 all throughout the second half. The Arizona Diamondbacks are just not there this this second half. They've really sputtered into the finish line. And so Ross Stripling, somebody who could be available, and of course with the support of the Dodgers, heck, I might even take a quality four innings out of him, but you might get the five, get qualified for the win. So that one's a little bit more. If you need wins or quality starts, be careful. But if you just need solid innings, that's where I'm going with Stripling. 
Nice. That's a good call. I like that one. Because, yeah, especially with those 3.1 innings, but the pitches themselves are what matter. So those 3.1 innings could have easily turned into five. Exactly. Uh, and, and then you get stretched out a little well. bit more. Yep. Uh, the other team I'd look at is essentially all of the Atlanta Braves, save for okay. Sean Newcomb. I hate Sean Newcomb now. Oh. He's I hate been, him. I mean, secondary pitches are just so bad at this point. He's, he's still trying, struggling huh? to figure that out. And his fastball is good, but it's not. It's not like Walker Bueller good. No. Uh, so it's, it's he's having some trouble. But everyone else here, uh, especially Tuki Toussaint, that I'm surprised when I looked him up, he was owned in under 15 percent of ESPN leagues. He gets wow. the Mets on Tuesday, or maybe even Wednesday. But I think it's going to be Tuesday. I'm so for that start. Uh, he killed it against the D-backs last time, I believe it was. Maybe it was actually the Cardinals. It was the Cardinals. He killed it. Uh, he has he has the fastball. He has an amazing breaking ball. He also has a splitter he's working on that has had a lot of success so far, too. The whole thing's there, especially if you need a high ceiling start. Tukey could provide that. And it's possible that Gaussman is out there. Some people have kind of abandoned that. He's mm-hmm. obviously we've been talking about that being really hot in the last month or two with the Braves. And then you have uh, Julio Tejeron. I think he could succeed against the Phillies. That's not so crazy either. So I kind of like looking at the Braves' offense against these weak teams this week, the Mets and the Phillies, if you need some desperate starts. I got one more for you before we jump in uh, to your final one and then go over to some of the duds that you might want to look out for. Andrew Heaney, a lefty going up against the uh, Texas Rangers, and it will be at home. So as long as you can avoid the Rangers uh, in their home, that's good. So it'll be in L.A., and I like Heaney. He's been a little bit volatile in the second half. In fact, uh, I think you might tab him as a cherry bomb with the way he's been. Ah, Uh, Just kind of looking at his earned runs over the last, I think, eyeballing this. This is about eight or nine starts, five two six five zero four zero two six so that's cherry bomb as cherry bomb gets but you get texas out of texas i like taking that setup they've been uh, 28th in the last month actually tied for 29th if you look at it uh, they, they have the same 264 woba that the miami marlins do against lefties and they haven't been that good uh throughout the second half not a team that i'm necessarily worried about particularly on the road when it comes to facing lefties that's the texas rangers so andrew heaney not as widely available as some of these other guys we've told you about but at 43 percent but on fantasy pros that means he's going to be popping up on some waiver wires particularly for you 10 team leaguers and maybe even some of you 12 teamers so andrew heaney is somebody i would definitely take a look at he might be more one of those that you've been putting on your reserve roster that you now want to take a look at and put him in the starting lineup nice that's a good one uh and then the last one i've got i mean i like to focus on teams for whatever reason it just happens to work that way uh we have the miami marlins uh, Sandy Alcantara is going tomorrow at Washington, and he might even end the game, the season in uh, City Field against the Mets. I, I think like that's that. a steal there. I think that yes. the last time out, he showed us his floor was six walks, and that sucked. <laughs> it was really tough to see that. I didn't really want to see it. It was against the Nationals, and I don't think that that's always him. Uh, I think it's a possibility, but he gets the Nationals again. I think he I think that was kind of a blip as opposed to the new low. And, yes. of course, going at the Mets after is definitely a steal. And also consider the other options. Wayne Chen had two tough starts and then rebounded. Now he He's gets the Nationals again. I think, I think he can uh, could succeed there. I know some people have talked about his home road splits, but at the same time, it's not about the full season. It's about the second half. And I don't put so much weight into that. I think Chen can have success there. And then there's two other guys. We have Jose Arenia, who's actually had a really successful last three weeks. He's yep. I, I I actually streamed him in my the pitcherless staff league. Uh, I streamed him in a league as well. When he's not chucking I, the ball at people, 
he does pretty well. He has that low floor. You actually talked about him uh, in a long ago fireside chat as kind of the sneaky ad in deeper leagues. And I think him against the Mets later this week could be very helpful. And then, of course, Trevor Richards today just had, I believe, nine strikeouts. And he gets the Mets at the end of the week as well. So all those options, I think, are enticing uh, for those in deeper leagues trying to find some extra starts, especially for that final weekend. Arena and Richards and Alcantara, that can win you your league. I can see the Marlins actually winning all three of those games, possibly. So the Mar- Miami Marlins is definitely a team you should be watching if you're trying to find starting pitching this week. I'm absolutely with that, and they will not be on anyone's radar. So that that makes them especially appealing because they're going to be widely available, and not everyone's going to be really following that. Uh, you mentioned how well Richards pitched today. He'd been struggling a little bit uh, of late, but to have that nice rebound against the Reds, and they're not a terrible offense uh, with the nine strikeouts. It was basically seven shutout innings because there were three uh, – or no, it was just seven shutout innings. I thought it was three unearned runs. That was three hits. So he pitched brilliantly today, and then Wei Yin Chen, as we talked about. So Marlins are a good one there. Let's talk about some duds that you might want to be careful with. And I'm going to start at the top. And uh, listen, I'm going to tell you that push come to shove. I probably can't sit this guy. I, I've come this far <laughs> with it. And I just don't think that I personally have the the intestinal fortitude to do something like sit <laughs> Luis Severino. But if you're Mr. Micromanager and, and that's something that you like to do, um, I mean, he's basically even as he's gotten back on track, he's been a little bit cherry bomb himself because when he's off, it's way off still. But he has been back on track of late 394 ERA in his last six. But there was one mega dud and it was against Oakland, a good Oakland team. And uh, Tampa Bay did did smack him around the last time out that they faced him. That was July 23rd in the midst in really in the heart of his struggles. Uh, they got him for 11 hits in five innings, six earned runs, seven of seven total. Uh, and, and the Rays do top Woba the Woba rankings against righties for the last 30 days. And they're third if you date it back to August 1st. Uh, that's with a 372 in the last 30 days, 346 since August 1st. So this Rays lineup, you're not going to go look at their uh, fan graphs page uh, of their lineup and say, wow, this is a really punishing lineup because it's not a lot of names that really jump out. But but you'd probably miss, if you're looking at full season stuff, the fact that some of these second half studs have been there. Or Joey Wendell, or Willie Adamas, Kevin Kiermeyer's really tried to finish uh, strong to turn his season around but he can't do he was so bad early that he really can't impact the bottom line enough to make it look good tommy fam has really been back on track since he's and he's not even fully healthy by the way he's been beasting without full health so i want to be careful of those rays i would also say maybe the same for tanaka he did recently torch the the rays though so maybe uh he's not as uh, easy of one to maybe potentially sit but again i don't know that i could i just want to put it out there that there's a little bit of a warning light maybe a a yellow light as opposed to a red light on sevi and tanaka just because the rays have been killing it no i think that's a great pick uh yeah the the team i'd go for i mean you're focusing on the yankees I, I feel like I need to say something about the Phillies this week going into Coors and then Atlanta. Yes. Uh, obviously, I'm going to start Nola against the Braves, but Eflin, who gets two stars there, I'm not touching. Vince Velasquez yeah. could not handle the Marlins or the Mets. No way. Pavetta, even in Coors, I think that's pretty risky. And then, of course, there's also Jake Arrieta, who actually has about a four ERA this year. And I am not going to be t- trusting him in Coors. In Coors? Uh, no way. Definitely not. Uh, and I i mean, that was a very quick one. I'm going to just add a really quick one on top of that. I don't know if I'm starting Noah Syndergaard with, with confidence against the Braves. That I is, think that's fair. That, that's a, I feel very weird saying that. 
I, I uh, understand that because it's and, name value, right? Right. I mean, obviously, Degrom definitely not Vargas, and but I mean, he might also get the final start of the year for the Mets against. Uh, he would line up against that when he gets some Marlins, which I obviously would go for. So here's the thing: if it's a but weekly. Yeah. Do you have to take that Atlanta start to get the mar- I, like? Do you? I think I think I, I, think I would do that. Yes, but I think if, that but we're talking daily. Where you can if we're going daily, numbers. I might be very conservative here, especially early in the week. I know some people like to be to go after it early on. I'm someone who wants to stay back and wait and see what kind of streamers they need later on in the week, especially the aforementioned Marlins are available. Yes, uh, that I can I can gain some momentum there if I need to. So I I'm, I just see that, and this is a guy that his BABIP is always high for a reason, uh, and he has been struggling lately. I know there has been some, you know, a lot of exats are saying, well, he shouldn't have performed as badly as he has. I still see someone that is not pitching to his strengths quite yet. And I agree. This That's could, Thor. This could be a uh, this could be a stumble for Syndergaard in Atlanta. I think that's completely fair. And listen, uh, as, as nice as like stuff like X stats are, there's not enough time for them to play out at this point. This is do or die. This is the last week. So even if we look at him on the whole and say his X stats say he's better than a 336 for next year, there might not be enough time for it to come together because he might have to make adjustments to really get to where those X stats are saying. So I do think Syndergaard, again, has more of a yellow light against a team like Atlanta in that uh, first start of the week on Tuesday. I, I agree. I think you need to be careful there. Another team, one that, again, push come to shove. I don't think I can sit the two studs, Kluber and Clevenger, for the Cleveland Indians. But if you talk about Shane Bieber and, and Trevor Bauer, um, both against KC, I think you want to be careful, especially Bieber. Now, he's not on the caliber of the rest of those guys by any stretch. But I do think that people are going to see, oh, Bieber available against KC. Be careful if you're if you haven't been paying full attention. KC they've been a lot better offense. You and uh, Alex Fast talked about it on uh, on the corner yeah. recently. Oh, yeah. That they're a team you've got to be <laughs> careful with. Uh, I've been on the the Mondesi hype train now. <laughs> the mocks like are saying that I won't get him because his price is absolutely through the roof. But it's not just him. You know, guys like Ryan O'Hearn, I've, Alex Gordon's even been doing some damage. Like they've been doing some decent things with KC and Shane Bieber's just far too hittable. Still 36 hits in 29 September innings. KC's third in Woba against righties over the last 30 days. You might not want the Bauer outing either because he's still working his way back. Now it's not from an arm injury, but if they just, you know, want to get him a, a tune up there for three innings, I think that's on the last day of the season. You might not feel so good. Now, if it's a weekly where you have to take the two starts and just take them at the White Sox at KC for Bauer, yes. But if you can daily it and be meticulous, I think that last one against KC, I'm probably passing with Bauer. Right. I mean, it's it's one of those cases where is the risk worth the reward? Bingo. And the reward of four innings for Bauer, let's say that's what it is after he has that tune-up earlier on. Uh, let's say he allows two and runs in that time. That's not a good ERA. That's a four point five. So three three strikeouts or something. You know, it's right. Just, is that worth it? What I is? It? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think those are great calls. Definitely with Bieber against the Royals, that is very much of a trap play. Um, and the one I would go for another team. I'd say look at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay. Uh, they're going at the Cubs and then at Cincinnati. J- Jameson Tyone, I'm starting. Yes, because you get I'm the two that. stars. You got right, it. and even against the Cubs, honestly, I love Jameson Tyone, so I'm just doing that. I, I, I don't have any fear there, but Chris Archer, Ivan Nova, and Trevor Williams all get the Cubs. Now, I know how well Trevor Williams Trevor has Williams, done this year. In the league. It's absurd what he's doing. It's crazy, 
and so it drives me nuts. It's so insane. Uh, because I, I don't think he should have performed that well against the Brewers. I watched a good amount of that. I don't think he's that good. Uh, and I think that this is going to be a bit of a trap again. Uh, I feel like it's a gambler's fallacy where, like, oh, luck has gone his way thus far. It will continue doing that. I don't think it will. Uh, so that's definitely something I'd watch out for. And then Chris Archer in there, too, against the Cubs. Now he would also get the Reds after, but I don't know if I'm going to guarantee that to succeed as well. No, the Reds so, are not a, a walkover. I mean, they they, right. they can do damage. like that. They're obviously a low uh, team ranking or uh, standings-wise. But you don't want you don't want to mess with them. You got to right. you got to be careful. So yeah, and Chris Archer against the Cubs is already giving hesitation. Yes, I totally. So pair that with the Reds, and I'm kind of trying to slowly back away from those two starts. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So you want to be careful with Pittsburgh outside of Tyone, uh, Philly outside of Nola. We're starting both those guys for sure. Tampa, uh, excuse me, New York going into that Tampa Bay series. You want to take a look at it. Just maybe have a little bit of reservation. By the way, Severino Tanaka, again, if you're doing weekly, they also finish the season at Boston. So if I'm in weekly, I'm probably more apt to lean away from uh, Severino specifically as opposed to the daily where I'm a little bit more open to doing it and then i consider him for that at boston start but uh it, it's a tough week i want to i want to end with a question for you because our, our, our friend eno saris has talked about this um about ending the season sooner than the regular season ends. so sort of in a football sort of thing because there can be so much wonkiness with tune-ups and and whatnot here and of course with the expanded rosters it's even the the, the whole month is wonky but how do you feel about maybe not going the full 162 as far as fantasy leagues go yeah, I, I think in head-to-head, head-to-head, ending one week early, I think that is the way to go. Just because it, it gets kind of messy in that last week. Yeah. Tuning up, as we were talking about, starters not getting the same stuff, uh, uh, same starts that they would normally get that final weekend, or uh, batters getting days off when they clinch, all that kind of stuff. I am all, I'm all for that. Roto, mm-hmm. you go through the end. Agreed. Definitely. Uh- Agreed. Um, Roto, 100% head-to-head, definitely something you could look at ending the season earlier um, than, than you might have normally expected because it, it's just so wonky. And I think I think they need to fix something with the 40-man. If you want to say, just again, I think the easiest solution is the hockey thing. You want to bring up 40 guys, give give some extra guys some experience to um, you know kind of run with the major league team, get that per diem, get kind of the experience, but then you name, even if you name more than 25, say you want to expand rosters and say name 28 a night. That's fine. But the fact that, you know, you could be playing – you have 32 guys. You could be playing a team with 40. Or you kept just 27. You only added two guys. And you could be playing a team with 38. That's dumb. It's it's right. really dumb. And it's one of the dumbest things in our favorite sport. And I really think they need to alter it. So um, that with that in mind, you know, was suggesting perhaps some things to adjust on fantasy baseball as well. And I, uh, I definitely think there's some viability there. But um, that's going to wrap us up, Nick, for this fireside. This is the last one of the regular season. Oh, Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we will be back next week talking some uh, some future stuff. Yeah, that should be really fun. But uh, it's been a really nice year doing this fireside with us. It's been a lot of fun. I still remember the drive that I was having driving (laughs) home from a movie. Uh, Castillo had gotten beat up again. You know, I got out of the movie. I obviously go right to at-bat. You know, some people go to their texts, their their social media. I go to at-bat. I go to at-bat right away. I want to see what I missed when I was in a movie or some sort of event. And, uh, of course, as as excited as we were about Castillo, I was like, again? Are you freaking kidding me? And I called. You left a message. I said, dude. We got to have a, a pod about this. We got to talk about like wh- where do we go wrong? Like what what do we miss and how do we not right. make this mistake again? And by the way, I think it's going to bring up some interesting points when we talk about 
uh, our ranking separation next month, um, if there's been some philosophical changes, if we've yeah. kind of altered some of the stuff that maybe we're looking at and that we're not going too hard in because I don't want to make the same mistake again with another Castillo type. Now right. Castillo himself, I'm, you know, I don't want, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk is, about I mean, that later. What, what Spore is doing here is that uh, we had a conversation over text about this. Mm-hmm. We, uh, <laughs> cause I, we'll get I into the full smiling. Thing. Uh, we can get into Oh it. man. No, no, not right now. We'll get into the full thing during All that. Right. I'm just going to say this. Yeah. I'm going to say this. I am amazed currently that the price for Luis Castillo is the same as that's, it was last year. That's the craziest that thing to me. That is blowing my mind because I was so in on that price last year, and I don't think I am this year. Well, I was part of it, so uh, I, I did take <laughs> You're him. You're part my, of the problem. I, absolutely, I remain <laughs> part of the problem, but with him specifically, I'm okay. Actually, let me give you an idea. Um, so I took him at 110. I wasn't even the highest. He's gone 92, 89. This he has gone seeing. later in a bunch of the other leagues, though. 130, 138, 115, 163. So the bottom line ADP right now for Luis Castillo in um, seven of the leagues, 120. Okay, that's a little more understandable. I, yeah. I was thinking it was be hovering 100, and that's which that's... is where it was last year. Uh, and yeah, we had this back and forth about my philosophy and if it's changed at all. And we'll talk about that stuff next week. I'll, it, I'll do a little tease here. It, it, it'll be a lot of fun. But uh, Nick, have a good one. Good luck finishing off those those titles that you're looking at, and uh, we'll talk in a week. All right, talk to you then, Spore. Peace. Fair advantage to dominate your fantasy baseball league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. Download SquadQL for free for your Apple and Android devices. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup each day based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. How does SquadQL actually do this? The app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster, your league scoring system. The app also provides waiver wire recommendations, daily updates to player rankings, and much more. Head to the Apple app or Google Play stores to download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy baseball manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy Lineup optimizer trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android.